Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Today's episode is terrible. It's about a gross drink that no one should... Bob, I'm revoking your intro writing privileges. We're talking about Bloody Marys, the classic hangover cure that doesn't cure you. It just makes you drunk again. So grab whatever you want as a garnish, I guess. Uh, I recommend a rotisserie chicken and join us as we... Have a drink. Uh, Bob, it's not that gross. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany V. Walker. I'm here under duress. <laughs> I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. <laughs> All right. So I made a little faux pas there. Um, always, I'll just grab whatever's around me and start drumming when we're listening to the intro music. Oh, no. Grab my stirring straw and just threw Bloody Mary <laughs> all over the white wall. It's a Jackson Pollock in that house. <laughs> Uh, Killing it. Yeah. So, um, do we want to shoehorn in a little? I don't know. We used to do a news show. Some news has happened recently. Oh. I don't, I don't want to fully cover it, but maybe we should just say Stone has sold. Oh. They have to Sapporo. Who else does Sapporo own? Uh, or am I thinking? Are they, are they Guinness? Mm. No. Uh, uh, they own, I feel like they own someone else. I know Kieran has New so, Belgium. Sapporo's Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 when we were discussing this in our in our Discord, uh, uh, I had a I had a phrase I liked, which was uh, you know they had been getting a little litigious, trying to you know cover their cover their bottom line with with lawsuits instead of you know moving product. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, it's that that Batman begins. Uh, Batman, uh, so it's the Dark Knight line, you know. Uh, you, know you, either, you either go out a hero or you live long enough to see yourself turn into a litigious prick. <laughs> Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, Sapporo bought, uh, bought Stone. Mm-hmm. So Adding to their portfolio that already contained looks like Anchor. That's, uh, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. That, the anchor one makes me sadder than stone. Because oh, by this anchor, point, like the anchor one very much upset me. Yeah. So, in other words, Sapporo is into buying breweries that are past their prime. Yep. <laughs> yeah. In anchor California, just, anchor just had that the history of it. Yeah. I'll never get over it. Like when we did that episode and finding all that out, and it's just like broke my heart when they sold, and it's just like yeah. Ugh. It's a. It was an interesting thing going through the the aisle looking for. Uh, uh, for beer today, 
like uh, create your own aisle. And I'm just looking like, uh, no, that company's problematic. Nope, nope, uh, nope. You're also you're also jerks. Uh, oh, here, here's something I can drink that I don't know anything bad about. You're in our yep. Discord. Um, that's what we were having this conversation, and it came up, and I was like, you know what? I feel nothing on this one. So either I don't care about stone at all, highly likely, or I've finally become numb to all the sellouts, also <laughs> likely. I don't know until, Is, like, if Sierra Nevada ever sells that, no, that'll be another like me ripping my hat off and jumping on a soapbox angrily. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple things from Stone that I, I, I still kind of like. Although that said, like, I had like a, a Shoko Vesa thing that they had, mm. they had made like a variant of Shoko Vesa with a tres leche, which was just not what I wanted. Mm. So. You know, they've right. not been they've not been on my mind for a while outside of lawsuits. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, since we don't have the news show or segment anymore, I thought we'd just kick that one up. Kind of big news. Hmm. Thought we'd just uh, call that to your attention to maybe give it a Google and a read somewhere. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame. I think they were one of the ones that kind of started getting into IPAs, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. We've got a topic. I mean, this episode could get you there. But not really in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, for this episode, you should keep a, a thing of Tums nearby, too. I was going to say, like... Uh... Heck yeah. Are we going to get into that about, uh, well, is it the uh, street side fruited beer fest where there was just a, a table loaded with Tums? Yeah, that also, that is that is correct. Uh, but that's tolerable. Um, no, uh, as with many cocktails of quote unquote great importance, uh, there are quite a few uh, origin stories uh, uh, and bars that make claim to be the originators of the Bloody Mary. Uh, at its most basic, the Bloody Mary is a mixture of vodka, tomato juice, salty and spicy seasonings, and typically some kind of garnish. So usually there's some pepper or... Cheeseburgers. <laughs> I like my lettuce and tomato. <laughs> Big Bloody Mary. and Still a french fried potato. Yeah, French fried potatoes. It still works. Yeah, uh, that should be like it should be Bloody Mary in Paradise. I like mine with <laughs> yeah, celery yeah. And, yeah. and tomato. That's on the greatest hits list. We're gonna do. So now, Bob, you got to learn it on ukulele, and <laughs> it's it's most likely G, F, and C. Maybe there's a D in there. It's Jimmy Buffett. It's not gonna be hard. <laughs> I was gonna say like I could probably figure it out before the end of the show. You'd be able to play it. You got to be able to play it baked out of your mind. Like that's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, some kind of garnish. It should be celery. I will allow olives. That's it. Everything else, you're just becoming silly. Uh, it. I will allow olives on your celery stick. I will allow two garnishes for this because it is, you know, a thick drink. You might need some help. But. I just thought of, no, the perfect. Okay. Uh, a Bloody Mary that's the garnish we, we call it, oh, I don't know which way to go about this. Before I give you the name, I'll tell you what it is. 
Slim Jims. I'm already scared. Like, it's going to come. The garnish is going to be four whole fried chickens. Chickens. And some dry white <laughs> toast. White toast. It's the mission from God. <laughs> That's what it's called. You call it that or uh, is it the Jake and Elwood? Call it the Soul Man. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, today the Bloody Mary has become uh, one of two iconic drinks for brunch, the other being the mimosa, because brunch is all about heartburn. That's not wrong. (laughs) Uh, Here's the key. It's the meal that you're least likely to go lay down immediately after, and so you're vertical (laughs) for the longest amount of time. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, this may be uh, due to its purported curative properties to help hinder the hangover, uh, as uh, the bar that claims the earliest iteration of the Bloody Mary is uh, what is known as Harry's Bar in Paris. Uh, again, a bit of the hair of dog that bit you does not make you, uh, does not get rid of your hangover. You're just drunk again. You're just a <laughs> werewolf. Werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> The French bartender, uh, Fernand Pitois, uh, claimed to have invented the Bloody Mary in 1921, well before any of the later claims. He was working in a bar in Paris at the time, sorry, New York bar in Paris at the time, uh, which later became Harry's New York Bar, a frequent Paris hangout for uh, Ernest Hemingway and other uh, American uh, migrants. Uh, the original cocktail was said to have been created on the spur of the moment and consisted of only vodka and tomato juice, uh, uh, which was uh, referred to as a bucket of blood. Mm. Mm. Yum. <laughs> I, I like the sound I of could, a bucket of blood. I could, I could see, I could see this happening. Like, guys, Hemingway just drank us out. What do we do? Uh, what do we got left? I got vodka. Then there's a can of tomato juice. Why do we have tomato juice? They we're making a soup in the back. Pour it in. <laughs> Here you go, Mister Hemingway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he continues to drink. The sea was uh, tomato juice. Fish was <laughs> tomato juice. Just, <laughs> everything was everything was rum. Uh, Why is the gin version not called a Hemingway? All right, <laughs> another thing. All right. Anyway, uh, so New York's Twenty One Club has two claims associated with it. One. Uh, that one of their own bartenders created the drink, while another attributes its invention to the comedian George Jessel. I am unaware of this. Uh, who frequented the 21 Club. Jessel's newest pick-me-up, which is receiving attention from the town... This is a quote. <laughs> from the town's paragraphers, is called a Bloody Mary, half tomato juice, half vodka. Man, That's... he did him. <laughs> he did him hard. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that is too much. <laughs> That's a powerful uh, drink. Yeah. Good lord. Depends. How big was the? Like, are they doing it like in, in a rocks glass? Because then, like an old fashioned glass. Because then, sure. But if they're doing it in like a Collins glass or a, a tall. Mm, no. <laughs> Uh, in a 1939 publication by L. Floridita called Floridita Cocktails, a recipe called Mary Rose lists the main ingredients of a modern Bloody Mary. The booklet may be one of the earliest publications depicting the name Mary 
while using the same ingredients in today's Bloody Mary. So that classic recipe included 1.5 ounce tomato juice, 1.5 ounce vodka, another like half and half there, uh, one <laughs> teaspoon Leah's Perrins, which probably means Leah Perrins Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce, juice of half a lemon, Shake it well and serve in an appropriate glass, although there is no mention of what that is. <laughs> Just that's a follow your heart. Well, at, at, a, at three ounces and a teaspoon and half a lemon of juice, it's not a big glass. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's not a, well, now you gotta have room for garnish. Look, that was the problem. We were doing small glasses tonight, and it's like, well, that really hinders our garnish game, doesn't it? Yep. Well, and because so I forgot garnish anyway. The Book of Bloody Marys says that a towel is one of the number one ingredients that you need when making a Bloody Mary because it's one of the messiest cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a uh, – God, I always used to hate you know, making one kind of like rocking the ice in because like then my, my mixing tin is just – like I have to do a deep wash after that. So I can't like just move hmm. on to the next drink. Mm-hmm. I can try to rinse it out with like the, the, the soda part, but it, even then you're just like, I can still see pepper in this. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. That just makes it, this is bringing more. So at uh, party source, if, when you go to the uh, glasses section, you can get small uh, fish bowls, like plastic, a whole plastic fish bowl, like, that they would give you a goldfish in at the fair or whatever. And I was like, huh, that's funny, huh? And now I'm like, damn, that's genius. <laughs> you can just, like, set a whole chicken on the top of that and be like, it's my garnish, what? <laughs> God. All right. Uh, I mean, what, what if it... Oh, I was just thinking of, like, like what, what kind of garnish... Can you still be ridiculous but still only have one thing? It's like shish kebab. Mm. Mm. Because then it's it's all you want in there, all that savory. It's just lunch. Just, yeah, <laughs> just lunch. <laughs> you saved a plate. You're being efficient, really. Yeah, just don't don't dirty up dishes you don't need to. Hmm. Well, uh, Fernand Patois claimed to have invented the modern Bloody Mary in 1934 as a refinement to Jessel's drink at the King Cole Room in New York's St. Regis Hotel, according to the hotel's own history. Their own they, history. They, they swear have... it's not to just get people to come in there. Right. Hmm. Uh, Petois told the New Yorker in July 1964, hmm. I initiated the Bloody Mary of today. Jessel said he created it, but it was really nothing but vodka and tomato juice when I took it over. So he's like, it existed. I made it what it is today. It, it owes me. Steve Jobs of cocktails. Yeah. I cover the bottom of the shaker with four large dashes of salt, two dashes of black pepper, two dashes of cayenne pepper, and a layer of Worcestershire sauce. I then add a dash of lemon juice and some cracked ice. Put in two ounces of vodka and two ounces of thick tomato juice. Man, they just made them strong back then. <laughs> I'm not getting over this. Shake, strain, and pour. We serve 100 to 150 Bloody Marys a day 
here in the King Cole room, and we swear it's not because we claim to be the originators. <laughs> and in the other restaurants and boutique rooms, um, or banquet rooms. Ernest Hemingway said, I introduced the Bloody Mary to Hong Kong in 1941, and believe it did more than any other single factor except perhaps the Japanese army to precipitate the fall of that crown colony. Jesus <laughs> that's, Christ. That's a Hemingway quote. Yeah. I could... <laughs> I can see that. No, that's that's. Oh God, Hemingway. I, mean, I can see him saying this. I'm not saying yes. it's true. Yeah, no, yeah, right. Um, that's that's what I meant. It's like, yeah, that's that feels like what Hemingway would think. I'll never get over the Hemingway story of him taking his boat and hiring oh. a crew to go hunt Nazis. <laughs> Just set out in the in the Caribbean, getting As drunk. You do. They just go to the Caribbean, get drunk, and his, after they drink all the booze, his men nearly mutiny because there's nothing <laughs> left to drink. God, they're mutinying with uh, like they're out there getting drunk with like high-powered rifles, and, uh, and like, I think they might have had like some like they had like some military gear. They, the military they, gear was like sonar, some sonar equipment. That's it. Yeah, and they chase like they ended up chasing down some tuna or something and got. Ran out of booze and then with hangovers went back home. <laughs> it's a fishing trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. It I mean, his a, kids were along, so yeah. It was a U.S. military sponsored fishing trip. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we, need, we need to do a fishing trip like that. I'm, I am down for that fishing trip. Uh, so, Bloody Mary. Uh, the cocktail was claimed as a. New cocktail under the name Red Hammer in Life magazine in 1942. That's that's, mm, that's, that's a bad that's name. Problematic. It's also what um, I call my wait, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it consisted of tomato juice, vodka, and lemon juice. Just this, just those. Uh, less than a month later, a Life advertisement for French's Worcestershire sauce suggested that it be added to a virgin tomato juice cocktail, along with tomato juice, uh. salt, and pepper. Uh, the addition of salt to the alcoholic beverage was suggested the same year in a story in Hearst's International combined with Cosmopolitan. It, Cosmopolitan it's interesting to see these ingredients in grow. That, sorry, I was just going to say, the Cosmopolitan and this Bloody Mary recipe were in that thing, not that they were combining a Cosmopolitan <laughs> and a Bloody awesome. Mary. That'd be horrendous. Oh, God, no. Oh, <laughs> Because the base Bloody Mary is not horrendous. Mm. Then it's, I mean, that's just, that's, that's a line there. Then Very much enjoying it. All right. So the name Bloody Mary is associated with a number of historical figures, particularly Queen Mary I of England, who was nicknamed Bloody Mary. Some drink aficionados believe the inspiration for the name was Hollywood star Mary Pickford. Others trace the name to a waitress named Mary who worked at a Chicago bar called the Bucket of Blood. Which is an early presumed name of the, yeah, the Bloody true. Mary. Uh, the tradition at Harry's New York Bar in Paris is that one of the patrons for whom the cocktail was first mixed in 1920 or 21 declared, It looks like my girlfriend who I met in a cabaret. <laughs> the cabaret's what name the- was the Bucket of Blood. <laughs> And the girlfriend's name was Mary. So the patrons and bartender Pete uh, Petois agreed to call it a Bloody Mary. (laughs) Obviously. Did Um, he murder his girlfriend just before this and they had a good laugh about it? Because that seems like the most 1920s thing I can think of. It really does. 
Uh, so, while vodka is the original and most common liquor for the drink, other variations with alternative liquors are gaining popularity. Some of these include, with varying levels of cultural insensitivity, the Bloody Snapper, which is mixed with gin, uh, the Bloody Maria tequila. That's the tequila one. I always yeah. confuse it with the Bloody Caesar. Ah. What's this? It with Caesar dressing? I don't know. No, um, Bloody Caesar is something else. But although when I hear uh, Bloody Maria, I, I'm just picturing Ave Maria That's while you're us. drinking. Bloody Maria. Jeez. Uh, with, for some reason, go on. it's the Michael Bublé version in my head. I don't know why. It's, go, it's, going, to the, uh, it's going to the album, Brittany. It is. Uh, I'm telling you, I just get that like image of like the greatest hits on like late night TV that rolls like, and it's got the like faded version of whoever's singing it, and like it's like a Conway Twitty thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm seeing, yeah. and it's like that you just hear snippets of the songs, and like sometimes the lyrics go through. Anyway, uh, so Sherry Mary is the Sherry fortified wine version. Chum Bucket is with cognac, which it sounds awful. Uh, Michelada <laughs> is with beer. Bloody Geisha with sake. Um, that one, that's probably the worst name ever. The worst name and possibly the worst variant. I can't yeah. think of. That, I, that sounds horrendous. Oh, really? Because look what's coming up next. Yeah, the Bloody Fairy with absinthe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the Danish Mary with aquavit. And then the Virgin Mary is the one with no alcohol. Okay. Uh, Bloody Caesar is a Canadian drink where instead of tomato juice, you use Clamato juice. Oh, yeah. no. Um, um, so we got to name the one that we had to look up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, which is interesting because, yeah, scotch isn't on here. Um, the, so Casey, you found, where did you find it at? Or are you, okay. So he's going to look that up. Um, but so while some of these variations are named, uh, many people prefer liquors slightly different from vodka, but not huge variations. So Aquavit, Rum, and Jägermeister are the common examples for alternatives. Um, the one that uh, we are intrigued by, let's say, that we may or may not be trying, is with Scotch. Uh, and the name that we found is Bloody Mary, Queen of Scots, which is actually the best name, it turns out. Best cocktail name ever. Standing belly clap. Yeah, that's <laughs> the belly claps all around. That is um, an amazing name. It, it's too good, too good. Like we stopped for a second because so I was like, I'm gonna mix, I'm gonna do a Scotch Bloody Mary. It's like, what is it? What do we call it? What is? Is there a name? Is there a precedent? And then Casey fired back Bloody Mary Queen of Scots, and as me and Bob just immediately clapping, like, no, it's too good. I can't, can't remember what that's good. from, but like, yeah, I just hear the thing in can't the background of like, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, it's a, a bunch of commercials uh, from like the early 2000s, late 90s, I think. I have had that in my head so frequently lately, and I'm like, what is wrong with the me? Guinness commercials? Yeah, Guinness. That's it? it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, well, that's like at least on brand. Cut out old timey guys. Like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that was Guinness. That was- the the name is probably much better than the drink. Oh, I'm sure because. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody something, and they're awful, all of them, Let one me and all. Go <laughs> mix my first horrendous. I'm gonna do the bloody fairy. So let me go mix. Uh, it. So oh. I will. Okay, here's my caveat for why I'm so against bloody marys. 
while while Chris is preparing one. I can't ha- like I enjoy spicy and acidic food. I cannot handle it, and mm. drinking it is where I would try to get some kind of respite from the heartburn I'm getting. And a a drink that is going to give me heartburn just feels awful in my head. That's and fair. also, I just think it feels so. It look it looks so thick that I do not want. Like it, it looks like it's a hot milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like my brain looks at that and goes no, no. We were too busy thinking if we could, not busy thinking enough thinking if we should. <laughs> Deliciousness. So it's that definitely, uh, you don't need to order brunch because you can have it in the glass. So Bloody Marys, while uh, with the exception of the Virgin Mary, we'll all start with a base liquor or or some base alcoholic beverage. And then the biggest place where bartenders can kind of set themselves apart is in the presentation with three categories of ingredients. Number one, the mixer. Number two, the rim. And number three, the garnish. So mixers are the place where you get the most nuance and probably the most impact as well for the entire flavor of the Bloody Mary. Most will start with a thick tomato juice. This this I agree with. Like if you're going to try to distinguish yourself, it should be with <laughs> the flavor of what you're having. Is that the and... absinthe one? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No. Oh God, no. What have I done? Uh, I'm not even going there. Uh-uh. No, I just, no, I just licked I just for, licked my stir and it was like Brittany, for the entertainment. <laughs> I'm frightened. No, you're you're trying you're trying that. For better or worse, Brittany, those were the vows that were made. Yes, this is I the can worst. Smell it from here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise, you don't even have to take the drink. It just has to touch your lips. That's it. Oh, God, the licorice is so strong. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dive, dive in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What? Uh. Yeah, no, nope, nope. That's a that's a whole bunch of nope, and that that whole like <laughs> bloody fairy thing. If someone's actually ordering that, you're nope. a monster. Is <laughs> oh. uh, but what I was up. saying was, uh, I feel like you know you should distinguish yourself in your bloody drinks with with flavor, and so your mix should be somehow different or special. Yeah, I want uh, you to see a lot. Well, um, the thickness is helpful. Because it can be thinned out <laughs> yeah, in a cocktail. <laughs> uh, so the next um, the next thing that you're you're probably going to be putting in there is maybe some salt, lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce, and black pepper. That's that's sort of like the the holy trinity of of any sort of Bloody Mary. So I bartended at a big chain restaurant, so like we didn't have like a lot of special stuff. But I do remember occasionally, I think I'd, I I would add, I think I had either had a customer that, re- that requested this, or I was just screwing around uh, and added some uh, olive juice into the yeah, that makes into sense. like the like the Tropicana, the Tropicana uh, Bloody Mary mix. From what I understand, is not bad. Like if you buy like a thing of it, it's it's got what you're looking for. It's a good base. Or the ocean spray? Ocean spray, yeah. Yep. 
I think that's, that's actually the one. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I had yesterday. Anywhere. It was delicious, but yeah. it's hard to find as a like buying it in the store thing. Even like liquor bar doesn't carry it. It's it, it is probably a thing that's like we sell this to to, to bars. Mm. Yeah, it's the bar special. Um, so bartenders, like you're saying, have a um, a wide range. So, so they may top it off with some Tabasco sauce. That's usually the next most common. But then um, you may see a lot of steak sauce, pickle juice, olive juice. Horseradish is a good one. Celery salt um, or celery seed, sugar, clam juice, or bitters. I couldn't see horseradish. I could see trying to like put like a thin thing on the rim of horseradish. Mm-hmm. I I so, saw uh, on when I was looking for the mix earlier. So many had horseradish and or anchovies. Mm, I bet anchovies. Well, anchovies are very salty. Yeah. So. Yeah. And but, like, those looking, were common. Man, I haven't had a good pizza with anchovies in a long time. I haven't had a good pizza with anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. It's good and salty. But the problem is they don't know. They put as many anchovies usually on as what you get in, uh, like, a normal. They're like, let me open the can because this yeah, is the only just... person that's going to order them this month. Yes. <laughs> and then throw the whole can. <laughs> they also don't keep. Oh, I could imagine you, that. Like you know, pizza. You know, like oh, I'll eat that for a couple of days. Not with anchovies. That's a that's a thing. Like I'm eating this today, and I'm throwing it out when I'm done. <laughs> oh. It instantly turns salty, overly salty. Mm-hmm. Right, um, um, not not to interrupt, but here we go for the Bloody Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, <laughs> used the the good old uh, monkey okay. shoulder. Why not? Okay, that's. I mean, that's yeah appropriate. That, Let's let's not waste great like let's not waste expensive scotch. That that was the <laughs> consensus I made when pondering over the <laughs> shelf. I was like, we're gonna go with the monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder's good. Don't get me wrong, oh, yeah. but it's not uh, Lagavulin. Yeah, I, I'm not not dropping Oban money on that. You know, I I think because of the smokiness of scotch, I feel like that would actually work. I think a smoke a peatier scotch might actually be even better. That's try try with that uh, the Akintoshin. Akintoshin might be a little bit better. Oh, that makes that drinkable. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I could very much make this a thing. So huh. I could I could go into any bar and order a Bloody Mary Queen of Scots and roll with uh, this bad boy. That's that would be amazing actually with Lagavulin. I mean, I've got two bottles mm. hanging around. I just made this, so we're we're drinking this. Then okay. maybe, maybe post show we'll get into. A... Chris has the shot version of a Bloody Mary because because <laughs> testers really because we're doing for science. I'm not making a full Bloody Mary of you know like that that god awful bastardization that I dumped out <laughs> that ruined. Oh, I was going to reuse that glass, and then after rinsing it and wiping it. Just, I'd have thrown that glass away. It just, it, we're going to have to. It just still stinks like black licorice. I'm like, well, that's, that glass is gone. Yeah. Uh, just go take, that to a, go take that to a Greek wedding and just... Opa! <laughs> Opa. Uh, so most bars will actually utilize, like you were saying, Bob, a, a pre-mix. So something like that ocean spray. But then your bartender... Even if you don't, even if you don't buy one... You you start your day out. You're gonna make your mixes. Yeah. You're you you know you're just like hey this is my day or day or two of stuff because I don't want you don't have you do not have the time on a busy night to be sitting there individually making exactly 
that mm-hmm. thing. And it lets things meld together too. So you're if you're using more hard to extract ingredients, um, they definitely need to like sit there for a little bit to to extract from. There's a uh, we used it for mango mai tais, but honestly, I would consider it like a really good punch drink because it's like pineapple juice, uh, grenadine for color, uh, orange juice, and. Uh, like sour mix, like like the way we would use for margaritas. Yeah. I'm on and board with kind of, all of that. <laughs> yeah, like you put that at the end. Honestly, like maybe if you just like toss some sprite in there for some bubbles, you've got punch. Yeah. Mm. Um. So when when you're kind of looking at dressing them up, you may dress it up before the mix. You may dress it up there at the end. You may um, like a lot of bartenders. So that adding. Um, a little bit of horseradish is pretty common because it ups the flavor, but also ups a little bit of the spice. Um, kind of gives it a different spice. So the Tabasco and horseradish can sometimes play with each other. I, I don't disagree with like using horseradish. It's just trying to put like I'm trying to give how I would end up using it because like horseradish would be separate, and you're just like, yeah, you have to like dump it in there and have to stir basically. So you, you know the four ingredients to a cocktail sauce, right? Uh, tomato. Paste. Horseradish. Horseradish and pepper. Salt and pepper, maybe. So tomato ketchup, usually, because it's okay. got some sugar in there, too. So that adds mm-hmm. that's a little bit there extra. But um, horseradish, lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce. Lemon juice, <laughs> Worcestershire, yeah. Right. So cocktail sauce is a Bloody Mary, just yeah. in shrimp dipping form. I'm saying with <laughs> delicious, delicious shrimp. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's not that big shrimp. of a difference to throw a shrimp on the side. I, okay, yeah. Actually, I think we did have a Bloody Mary we would hang a shrimp off of sometimes. <laughs> if, if that there's a fan, there's, there's makes a, sense. Yeah. It, yeah. Can, oh, I, get an, can there, I get an endless... Is there shrimp just sitting around? <laughs> yeah. Can I get an endless shrimp as a garnish? Oh, you my God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Let's, let's take a quick second to realize the anger that was in my soul when someone shared with me an image that said... Uh, uh, you could order endless shrimp to go online with Red Lobster, and I was like, I will burn the world down. <laughs> we don't. Dis- we've gone too far. There's no saving mankind. <laughs> I'm still bothered by it because it's like, well, if it's to go, the endless part is gone. Bob just uh, <laughs> entered the Thanos did nothing wrong camp. <laughs> no, Thanos didn't go far enough. <laughs> there are more people that would like endless shrimp to go out there. He's sure of it. There's, there's no other choice. <laughs> Everyone's gone. The only way to be sure. <sighs> so, beyond the the mix itself, um, the rim is the next sort of big play area for a, a bartender. Oh so, yeah, it is. You, mm-hmm, just the rim. <laughs> So uh, you got to be careful how you do your rim. Ju- Never mind. <laughs> use protection. Uh, <laughs> so you can use just salt or celery salt, but some will be more flavorful, like uh, Old Bay. Um, that's a really common. Ooh, one. Yeah, Old Bay would be. I you know what? If I had had Old Bay, I'd I'd have rimmed my Bloody Marys with Old Bay if I'd had it on hand. I'm shocked that right? it was not a common ingredient for you all. 
it wasn't provided to me at at the bar. If it had yep. been, I'd have been like, I've been all like, yeah, yep. no, whatever. I too, like, it just makes sense. I too you love. That I could have pitched. I could have pitched that idea to them, and they've been like, oh, this this is great. <laughs> but sorry, this is not making me remember that my old manager just died. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this uh, two months ago or something. Oh, Jeez. yeah. Sorry, not to bring everything down, but it was... <laughs> no, no. Let's go ahead and let's get. Uh, come on, Buzz Killington. Let's get this going. <laughs> oh, do I continue now or <laughs> you, you do? We move on and we edit that out. Who wants um... to hear a good story about a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> so if you. If you want to make your own, um, you can do start off with a quarter cup of kosher salt, a uh, tablespoon each of celery salt, cumin, garlic powder, and paprika. I would probably leave the cumin and garlic powder out if it was me, um, just because ah. those are extremely powerful ingredients. Yeah. Uh, look, garlic powder goes in everything. <laughs> I made a grilled cheese, and I put garlic powder on it. Uh, yep. So <laughs> why? You stop and you went. Like, I was like. Wait. It's <laughs> the widest uh, thing I've heard today. <laughs> it's not wrong. Uh, Tossed in some fresh black pepper, about a teaspoon's worth, and then a quarter teaspoon each of dry mustard and some powdered ginger um, to make something a little bit more elevated there. Uh, then you can rim the glass with a lime or lemon and you you know, dip it. <laughs> so... Now on to There's nothing else to talk about. We're done here. If there's <laughs> celery, maybe some olives, that's it. Yep. There's, there's nothing else acceptable. Olive, lemon wedge, that's your classics. Uh, lemon's a bad, uh, bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> if you are in um, a place that prides itself on meat, you may get a stick of bacon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you may get a shrimp if you're in a seafood restaurant. That's not mm-hmm. a bad one. Um, there is a listicle there of like the top 10 most extreme Bloody Marys if we want to take a <laughs> peek at that one. Uh, I mean, rotisserie chicken. It's on there, right? Uh, I believe the somewhere in there right? there is a rotisserie chicken. Uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Like uh, most of these are like, oh, how extreme are they? I had a, I, I would prefer your garnishes like one, maybe two items. Because you want a nice, in my mind, I would prefer as part of like the presentation of my drink to be a clean, very simple, you know, sort of thing. Bloody Marys are just chaos when you get into start like, oh, we're going to put like a a thousand things on this. I'm just like, what? Staring at one with a a whole crawdad. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's appropriate. Meat shot glass Bloody Marys. Oh, God. (laughs) Is that Scottish? Tell me that's Scottish. <laughs> you gonna have a haggis, Mary? Uh, Ooh, a, a, something to do with a, a Scotch egg as my garnish. Ooh, that's a a pork rib. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's not that they make sense as garnishes; it's that they make sense with the flavor of the beverage. I guess someone put a bag of popcorn and peanuts with okay. pretzels. And nacho cheese, nachos with a, a a ramekin of cheese. Is that uh, that's weird? Is that called the take me out to the ball game? Uh, it doesn't say what it was called, but let's see. That one is 
Nope, that's got the pork rib, the Bloody Ella. Um, That one is the limited edition Bloody Mary from O'Davies Irish Pub. Only five bucks. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, yeah. That thing's towering with stuff. Yeah, it's like too much. That's why it's a limited edition. There's a bag with cheese whiz on it or something? That's really weird. I don't like the one that has the fish head. Okay, so there's another link inside of the uh, the inside of the dock, and so that it links to my father-in-law who had that Bloody Mary. <laughs> hmm. Uh, does uh, it? Maybe it does not. Let me try to give you the real one. Anyways, it's in the the docks. Um. <laughs> Smoke fish and booze with the chubby Mary. Smoke fish every day. I mean, I would. yeah. <laughs> I would have could. I mean, I'm just saying, like, fish heads still on there just look strange to me. I'm like, no, no. Their eyeballs are still there. Yeah. They're watching you. <laughs> fish eyes, they're watching you. <laughs> but, I mean, that's like, that's yeah. kind of par for the course now you got to go bigger um it's it's more physics based now than anything else (laughs) you're trying to figure out how tall can you go you know what let's get real crazy in here we're gonna find it we're gonna mix up a bloody mary and turn into a non-newtonian fluid (laughs) i want instead of a edible arrangement (laughs) (laughs) a bloody mary I want a delivery service that brings you a Bloody Mary with all these toppings. Oh, my God. Casey, I now... <laughs> when there is going to be a tragedy in your life, <laughs> that we oh. would send some sort of arrangement, instead of a thing of flowers, I'm going to mix you a Bloody Mary. I'm going to buy... Mm. I'm going to get some sliders. I'm going to get, like... A uh, Craver's case. The White Castle, yeah. A whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> a whole rotisserie chicken. You know, some bratwurst, and we're just gonna like see how we can arrange this, Ooh. and then just like deliver it to you. And the uh, the million dollar bacon from First Watch, I feel like would be appropriate yeah. as well. That's good stuff. Yes, I almost made some of my bacon expired the seventeenth, mm. so I figure a week is probably a little too long to go yeah, with. Yeah, pushing it there with bacon. Push it real uh, good. Eat that bacon. I I do like the old chub idea though, where there is a whole. Chub fish. What if it said it was just a fish stick? Oh, well. I'm... So I don't have to look at it. <laughs> so I don't make eye contact with the fish. That, I support like, the shrimp thing. Is that the Gorton special? <laughs> the fish stick? <laughs> I wonder it what gets ser- Bloody sauce. Gorton. It gets served to you in a uh, 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 yellow uh, <laughs> rain jacket and hat. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> Oh. Uh, okay, so you also have the. Wait, is that backward or is it just that that's called that? <laughs> what on the recipe? The recipe. The PB the and Bloody Mary. Yep. It's peanut butter infused vodka, four ounces of tomato juice. Uh. 1.5 ounces of strawberry jam. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel it should be grape. Uh, I'll use strawberry in a pinch, but... I was on board with Cholula, but I did not read the jam part. 
three quarters ounce of Chalua, half ounce of fresh squeezed lemon, a teaspoon, a half teaspoon of Worcestershire, garnished uh, with a PB uh, peanut butter dipped celery stick, rimmed with paprika and cayenne pepper seasoned crushed peanuts. Do not consume if you have a nut allergy. <laughs> I'm super. Involved. Don't be in the same room. <laughs> Don't use that glass again. I don't know how I feel about like. Well, no, I know how I feel. I feel like this is wrong, and they should feel bad. But like, you search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was surprised there wasn't more Cholula-based. You know, like I've I've seen so many different hot sauces involved with the Bloody Mary, not Cholula. So okay, the next one, I've already come up with something else to add on to it. So we've got the corn baller, two ounces so, juice from sweet corn and yellow tomatoes, one and a half ounce blanco tequila, half ounce agave syrup. I'll I'll say agave syrup everything. A mm. half ounce of lime juice, sea salt rim, garnish with baby yellow tomato, and I'm gonna say if you garnish it with a banana, it can be a Bluth corn baller. That's what I was going to say, because all I can picture is is Arrested Development. <laughs> I, I think it, this has to be from there, because uh, the corn baller sold well in Mexico. And, yeah. That's, <laughs> that just has to be it. dub over the, the, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> it just kept burning them. So, yes, tequila is the appropriate liquor for this one. Ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> do we want to get in there? What Let's drink- do it. Drink with me, friend. I mean, we we put little effort into this. We we're using a bottle of pre-done mix. Uh, well, do you want to show like what the? Uh, it's over there. I'm not. I'm not getting up. That's fair. Too far so what's away. the mix? Uh, so it's the Tabasco. Tabasco brand. Oh. Yeah, I imagine they probably have a, a solid mix. It's actually yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, I was afraid it'd be too spicy. No, they good. had one that was extra spicy, good. and this was just like the you know standard okay. whatever. Um, but cool. yeah, I was like, oh, that's intriguing. So it and it's pretty good. Started with a regular Bloody Mary, and we were mixing them one part, or I mixed them one part vodka, uh, roughly three parts. Of the mix. Nice. Um, then transitioned to... Then we never want to think about the Bloody Fairy ever again. Uh, the Bloody <laughs> Fairy. <laughs> we had to burn that glass. <laughs> and now I am very much enjoying the Bloody Mary Queen of Scots. That with is, monkey shoulder, specifically. Yeah, with monkey shoulder. But yeah, I think that would be actually really good with, with some kind of more PD Scott. Yeah, but I'm I'm hard pressed to find a peaty scotch. I'm willing to 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 burn. Yeah, yeah. no, that's mm-hmm. fair. Nothing on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Ounce and a half, you could do it. But yeah, like the smokiness of scotch with the other flavors involved with the Bloody Mary actually makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, I mean, when you start thinking about it, you're like, well, the Tabasco is smoky as it is, so yeah. that's really it's coming down the same lane. Yeah, it, it's actually pretty good. There are actually very few cocktails uh, that, comparatively, that Scotch works in. It's like a rusty nail is one, and it doesn't work in it. It doesn't work, but <laughs> the rusty nail is gross. But I just mean like that's, that's what the recipe calls for. All right, that's uh, the only drink as I was 
in my drinking formative years, I would go every day after work to the Applebee's and try a different drink every single day. I remember that Applebee's. And that was the only one I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And pushed it back across the counter. I remember, uh, like the first night I went drinking, uh, that also had an Applebee's. It was. (laughs) And you had like, so like a Baltimore zoo, I believe. Oh yeah. And like they came out and they had like that, that, glass of beer on top of it no, and i'm just like patient yeah and i just looked over and i was like what in god's name is going on over there <laughs> the baltimore i'm zoo. sitting there going like bring me more whiskey <laughs> baltimore zoo was a 20 ounce um or it served in a 20 ounce glass it was pineapple Gigantic. juice and orange juice and grenadine as your main flavors and then lit liquors yeah. So it was an LIT with those things. But then um, what they did was they took a cognac glass and they filled it about a third of the way up with a light beer, like Bud Light, something like that, and put that as the garnish on the drink. <laughs> oh. And so. It, I Look, to this day, it still is one of the most striking beers, I've, uh, most striking cocktails I had seen. I just remember looking over going like, something is going on. <laughs> and it just sat on the top of the of the drink like the garnish was the the glass um and the there's, the, the there's gimmick, also the moment of what do i do with this right and that's exactly they're used to hearing that i think because the gimmick was either you would pour it in your drink to dry it out um because it had very little sweetness to it so it would it would water it down just a little bit and, and cut all that fruit juice sweetness or just take a drink of beer because they gave you an extra beer on the side. <laughs> it was right. the uh, opposite of a of a uh, sidecar. Or no, what's the? I mean, it, it's the same principle as a sidecar. Yeah, or similar to a boiler maker, except you got uh, yes beer on the side instead of liquor on the side. Uh, that sounds yeah. interesting. So, I. I've been drinking uh, not to style because I because don't want bloody, heartburn yeah. again. I already woke up once this week with acid in my throat. I don't want it again. Ugh, yeah. Um, so I had, uh, I went, I know I drink a lot of sake lately, but one, a friend of mine makes it. It's in town and it's good. I and two, there. this was their, this was their uh, one year anniversary, at least of having their tap room open. Uh, uh week before last. Um, and or maybe it was last week. I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore. Uh, and uh, I was there for a lot of stuff. They had some re-releases, uh, but uh, at, like they brought back uh, one that I remember uh, Chris and Brittany had had. They enjoyed, which was the Evanescent, the the toasted coconut. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I bought two bottles. Uh, yes. And I bought, why I, I wouldn't grabbed you? An, I grabbed an extra bottle uh, of uh, they they had like a. a, a whiskey barrel aged one uh i gave one of those to casey and then uh but he did not get one of those evanescence because they were they were staying with me i i drank one this week uh but uh one i did not get to get during their anniversary but they still had up yeah they still had in their cooler um uh last night was uh the uh l'appel du vide uh which uh, is french for uh, apple of the void, uh, and it is a 
It's a sparkling sake. It came with the like cage and cork. Uh, sort of I reveal thought... on this. Hmm. hmm? What's that, Casey? Palm. What's palm? Uh, palm is also apple. Oh, uh, they just have two words. I guess. Uh, so yeah, because a the... uh, uh, palm de terre is a uh, apple is word for yes, which is a potato. Yep. So is the cage just for fancification, or is it actually carbonated? It is carbonated. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it has a very... It, it tastes very much like champagne. It does. It, it smells kind of like champagne. I, I, they may use a champagne yeast. I don't recall exactly. Um, but it had... Uh, it does have like kind of a nice... Um, like, it does. It's almost a... One second. It's it is almost it's a nice like like, like kind of like a, like apple or grape fruity kind of flavor, um, right? Like that, that, that sweeter fruit. So it's got like a little bit more sweetness than some of their other ones. They do tend to have like a more dry sake, but uh, it's also still bubbly. I've had this bottle open for like an hour now and still just oh yeah, nice bubbling away. Uh, so and it's it's nice. It's tasty. Uh, and it's not a Bloody Mary, so it's it's, it's a good night. See, you, it, you could have done like a different brunch drink. It could have just been the brunch theme episode, and you could have done mimosa. I couldn't do mimosas because that would also give me heartburn. Oh, orange juice. <laughs> That's the key. Acid. Think. Acid. My old enemy. Yeah, because anything that you that would mix and the medicine with... they gave me that might have caused cancer. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Anything you think of that would make a mimosa, yeah, that's going to ruin you. Huh. That sucks. Mimosas are so tasty. <laughs> I was day drinking today, so this was helpful. After the nap, after the sober up, it's almost, you know, hair of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting to feel like, it, it like, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm feeling the hangover. Let's get drunk again. <laughs> I only have to make it through till bedtime. So we're good, you know? I just need to be drunk long enough to go to sleep again. There you go. <laughs> um, so I'm having a bloody uh, with semi-traditional ingredients. So number one, Zing Zang Bloody Mary Mix, my number one go-to. Um, if I cannot find, and I have not been able to find Ocean Spray, if I was able to find it, that would be my number one. But the Zing Zang, Zing Zang, whatever. Number one, um, rimmed with a Old Bay rim. Mm. Um, two pickled okras, stalk of celery, which gets thrown out more or less just used to stir, <laughs> and a, a slice of lemon. Uh, liquor of choice, Aquavit, huh. mm. with some uh, with the, the um, Brennigan or Brennigan. Uh, Aquavit Icelandic uh, I, adds some caraway notes to the blend. I, al- I almost grabbed some Aquavit for uh, for tonight's episode. Just just one to you know get rid of the bottle of Aquavit I've got sitting around. Uh, and I, but I, was, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it until like we see like it was one of the options for for like you know making a bloody something. Although yep. I guess there is a, a a bloody sake you can make. I, I yeah. don't want to say blood. I don't want to say bloody geisha. It's it's it the worst thing bad. ever. Yeah, <laughs> it could be worse. 
okay, yes, but it's still it, among the list that we had. So that how, was bad. How's could the have called it? Could have called it a bloody a bomb or. How's the yeah. aquavit not uh, something like Viking related? Mm. Well, bloody Erickson. I don't bloody. I want to say Rothgar, but that doesn't. I don't think that's everyone's. Um, what would be a, a, a good Viking word that would uh, a bloody Odin? Yeah. Mm. Bloody Thor. No. Here you go. This one's this one's one to guarantee to give you some cultural insensitiv- insensitivity. What's a Jägermeister, Bloody Mary? Oh, oh no. Disgusting is the first thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I hate yeah, Jaeger. I'm not a I'm not a Jaeger fan, and anything that's herbal, I think. Let me rephrase that. Anything that's like a dark liquor, probably for me, does not belong in a Bloody Mary. It's a light liquor drink. Also, scotch is good. No, <laughs> no it's one a vodka drink. Let me just say that number one, the only reason why Aquavit works is because it's vodka with seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now you have to try the scotch thing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no. Pretty good. I mean, the Next smoky that smokiness. Up. It might be good. I've got some logs in. I'm okay to chair. Or I mean, okay to. Or no, Lefroig. I'd be okay with Lefroig. All right. That was an interesting episode, though. Like, I'm just. I'm still hung up on some of the names. That's for sure. <laughs> it's always it. fun. Uh, Bob had been dreading that ever since we started the show. <laughs> we I ha- we have been getting messages about Bloody Marys for months. This reign of terror has finally ended. No. We've got to have a celebratory Bloody Berry Day. Why? Why do you hate me? Look, we'll all be together next weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, not like this. For the literal (laughs) Pepsi challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's my episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, in the meantime... This episode was written by Casey Price. Yes. Using sources from, I don't know. Probably Casey Price. <laughs> there, is, there is a book. Let me find the book. What did, I got rid of the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> reopen, close tab. Reopen, close tab. Nope, I didn't do it there. Um, Look, anyways, have, if you search for books on Amazon about Bloody Marys, that's the book that comes up. Uh <laughs> I have a habit of doing the same thing. You're like, you, you get this book just for a source. You get the information you need from it, and you're never coming back to it. You're not really recommending that book. You're just like, it was a book. I used it. Here we are. <laughs> it's a good recipe book for Bloody Marys, especially – the. so here's my thing. When you look at liquor drinks – okay, so the book is called The Bloody Mary um, by Brian Bartles. It does have a subtitle here, the – lore of something so um lore of the drinks one drink to rule them all one drink to find one drink to (laughs) and in the bloody bind them (laughs) and in the blackout bind them (laughs) (laughs) um 
the lore and legend of a cocktail classic with recipes for brunch and beyond. So here's Guys, the thing. I'm going to write a drunk Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Tolkien did that. <laughs> here's, here's the thing with cocktail books. They're mostly recipe books with yeah. a little bit of lore in there. And I want more books that are just written as, okay, here's 95% lore and two recipes. Uh, um, no, down. Yeah, that's, <laughs> isn't that what we all want? But no. That mean, go... In fairness, we're the target audience for that kind of book. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my, my hope to go to. I've never but... been more disappointed in a book than when I got Michael Jackson's Complete Guide to Single Malt Scotch. And dug into it's it. It's mostly just, uh, 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 you know, these are good scotches. Yeah. And there's like and all the rest of his books. You know, you get all these deep dives into the histories of these places and all this. That book is not any of that. It's just his tasting notes. And you're just like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> At least you know what they tasted like. 15 years ago, 20 years they, ago. They've uh, done they've done new editions. Like the most recent one, I think, is only like three or four years old. But that's just uh, updating some of the the little bits of information here and there that have changed. It's still his, you know, it was his tastings from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Anyway. Well, if you want some other uh, great resources, you can subscribe or go to haveadrinkshow.com and follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. Or you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or the, uh, use the feedback page on the website. Uh, you could empty a bottle of whatever you're drinking, put a message, write out a message, put it in that bottle, cork it, throw it into the nearest body of water. Pay your littering fine. Uh, <laughs> wait for it to somehow come down a river, land near someone else, and then this, uh, have them open it and see that it's addressed to one of us, and then have them bring it to us. This will take a long time. <laughs> Just a warning. I'm not saying it's to be fast. I don't know if we'll get to you quickly. We may be better served emailing us. Mm-hmm. All joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly and stay the hell away from that absent person. <laughs> Good Lord. That or is just drinking. Bloody Marys in general. Just just live a nice, healthy, happy life where you don't wake up with acid in your nostrils. I, I figured out the the lore of absinthe and why it is the way it is. Uh, like, we yeah, did we did an episode on, on that. We know why. No, 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 no. We've 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 gotten the book definition, but here's the real sociology of it. If you're crazy enough to drink absinthe, <laughs> crazy enough. To just be to murder your whole family. Yep. Because <laughs> that's 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 what happened. It was it was a cheap alcohol that led to like one guy killing his whole family because he was a drunk, abusive, you know, sob. And they went, oh well, we can, we'll just demonize this drink instead. Let's not address the fact that maybe he had other problems. There's systemic issues that we should address. No, no, no. It's just this one drink's problem. Mm, yeah. I wish. Can we just have the sounder from Eurotrip <laughs> of when they see the green fairy? I don't feel a damn thing. Yeah, when it's yeah, I don't know. You'll have to bleep it. But when he's just like, I'm not feeling a goddamn thing. This absinthe is bullshit. <laughs> and then like f- the fairy flies away. <laughs> uh, we actually should get sounders from that movie just because. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. 
We need a Miscuzi. Oh, we do actually. Just Miscuzi. because also because it's Fred Harmison. Yeah. <laughs> um so are we doing the Episode Pepsi thing live? No. Okay, okay. No. It, it's gonna be yeah. Okay, so the That's normal see us in another a couple of weeks for the next live yeah. thing. Not a thing. Um <laughs> Well, see us couple three weeks maybe <laughs> yes. two three. four um the next episode is going to be we're going to be in person so live isn't necessarily feasible <laughs> um not 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 in the land of internet forgot where we're going yeah so um yes but it will be a very interesting episode so be sure to stay tuned for that post and then of course after that normally the regularly scheduled programming so uh and just a also reminder, um, check out our Patreon.com slash have a drink show and have a drink store.com. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you next time. Too soon. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Sorry, Casey, I'll fix that. <laughs> you, uh, uh, you, you just kept going. I know. I just, I was like, I, you're okay. When it, it's, it's the thing of like, I don't have the thing, the proper things. Just say the word and go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to. I just don't know. I don't know what to do. Just Ron Burgundy it. You just the the words are right in front of you. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna fix this problem. Uh. When we have a weird episode approaching, my brain is like, I don't know what to do. I just, just don't address good luck. it. It's going to happen. It's going to post to their feeds when it's supposed to post to their feeds. Because the two people watching are me and one of you. Me. Yeah, it's me and Bob. We're the two people watching. Uh. Oh. Mm. Sorry, my back is getting stiff. Uh, all right. Yeah, so... So, next. Kenobi. Kenobi. Oh. We just can't talk about the ending. Casey, I don't know how, how far, far Casey is. Get? Casey, how far is you? Casey? Casey's gone. He did. <laughs> Let's mute. talk about the ending right now. You there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's see. <laughs> okay. There were six episodes. Let me start with the first and see where I don't remember anymore. Kenobi! I can't do them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you can do the Grievous. I don't think I made it Kenobi. before. Kenobi. Oh, man. So you've not made it anywhere. Probably not. So we shouldn't even talk about it yet. <laughs> no. No, I, I don't think we've talked about it more. I don't think we talk about it more than what, what we've already discussed, because that's mm. he's not even that far. Okay. Maybe one episode passed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh we could just leave it in general terms where it's, uh, I think, 
universally agreed to be pretty much one of the best Star Wars things done since the original <laughs> trilogy. We would all agree with that. I have seen people on the internet talking talking crap about it, but because because you know. of the internet, right? Huh. Uh, Bunch of doom scrollers. Like is, generally, uh, like I just I feel like it was really good. Yeah, I'm um, intrigued though because they were talking about on Let's Talk About Star Wars. I guess they're releasing it as a movie, like it was because it was originally intended to to be a movie. They're putting uh, it in what, some theaters. Huh. Once upon once upon a time, it was supposed to be like a movie. Yeah, but they they kind of turned it into like a longer thing at some point in production. So. After Solo flopped, they hmm. canceled all because they had a bunch of movies in the pipeline. And after Solo flopped, they said no more of this. <laughs> Man, I still can't get over the fact that the lesson they they learned from Solo was we can't recast original actors. Not uh. we can't fire directors mid-movie. Yeah. Because uh, Ron Howard could make good movies, and uh, the guys behind the Lego movie can make good movies, but maybe those two styles don't necessarily work together. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, uh, I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard needs to direct much more Star Wars. I, I She's not the one who did uh, the Kenobi show or whatever, but like, because uh, that was Dibber Chow, which was still good. But don't get me wrong at all. But um, the the stuff that Bryce Dallas Howard did in Mandalorian and Boba Fett, actually, so good. I will say that uh, while talking with uh, uh, with a friend of mine this past week, he said, uh, "Like, is, is it just me or is like the Mandalorian and Obi Wan like?" the best Star Wars we've seen in a long time. I was like, yes, no, I'm, I'm on the same page. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't feel as oppressive to watch it as it's like <laughs> most of the MCU where I'm like, Oh God, yeah. slow down. Just, I, I, I have, I want to have time for other things. No, you get no time for anything else. Honestly, it feels like, um, I guess then we can just, Chop this off. Just circumcise it now. Well, Get it over with. I would say, okay, so you said, Bob, you said that the next one you're going to move to is probably going to be Moon Knight then as far as MCU stuff goes. Probably. Okay. I'll have to go refresh myself on that one. I will say generally, like, no spoilers or anything. We're enjoying Ms. Marvel so far. I, I, I do kind of want to get to Miss Marvel, but I feel like it would do a disservice to not at least attempting to watch Moon Knight. Now, I may not, you know, it may be something that like I look at it and go, no, nah, this is bad. I'm just going to hmm. skip it. Uh, but I don't know yet. I haven't tried it. It took Moon, it was seriously. I'll, I'm going to em- give it like three, maybe, you know, three episodes, maybe more. But I did got- not care for the first two episodes. <laughs> well, you also didn't like. One of the altars, basically. I did not like Stephen Grant. Yeah, so... Didn't like... Well, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear over Casey's chair. <laughs> I did not care for Stephen Grant. Like, Wait, And I loved that character, so, like, that it, it's just it, going to depend on where I what eventually you're about. came around. It's just the first two episodes. The, they're pointing you in a certain direction for a certain reason, and it just... I couldn't take it. 
And like, I was just like, God. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And the third, that was like, I think it was the third episode. And then I'm like, all right, it's got its hooks in me. And I'm on board. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it like, like, uh, uh, oh, wait, Casey, did you ever finish Hawkeye? No. Casey, did you get no. at least episode three of Hawkeye? No, probably episode two, to be perfectly honest. I'm that telling you, three one. is was, where it, it got good. That was really, God, that was a good show, actually. It, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Hawkeye's character. I don't like this it, version of Hawkeye. It's not about I him, will, it's about her. I, yeah. But I will say that, like, by episode three, you start getting into that diehard vibe. Like, you start yeah. getting into, like... Very much. Into, you know, guys against a whole... It, it gets a lot better at that point, but you just have to get to there. Well, I've got a long ride tomorrow, so I may pop it on the phone and watch it. <laughs> you had wait you you have to drive somewhere. Ashley's driving, probably. Oh, oh okay. All right, let's yeah. end the stream so we can work out that. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in, and because uh, this will still be tacked on at the end of the episode anyway. But so next time, uh, possibly get some General some Kenobi. 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 Either either Kenobi or Moon Knight. We'll see what happens. <laughs> look, if we get to that, if we look, we'll we'll be able to force him to watch it. <laughs> there we go. And then we can all look at you know when the thing when when that bit starts. Like, Hello there. I gotta Bob. We gotta show you that clip somewhere. Okay. All right. Well, bye guys. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. Said the thing.